Praise God. So glad that one more day God has given us to come into his presence. And um, we want you to pray for Pastor and Sister Shobha. They're not here with us. They're not well. And they have a severe cold cough. They don't want to come because they don't want to spread this infection around. So they are at home and we want you to pray for them. I'm sure they're joining us through the Zoom now. And uh, may we look to God in prayer. Father, we thank you for this beautiful morning. How great the art. Lord, we sang that when I think that God is son not sparing, I scarce can take it in. Father, sometimes we just sing without giving meaning to it. Help us to recollect your love for us that you gave your son for the world. This morning, hide me behind the cross. Reveal that great love and let that love fill our hearts and let it build our Christian character. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Uh, in this world, some people are so happy when evil happens to the people whom they hate or who hates them. And the world is filled with vengeful people, people who are vengeful. They want to take revenge on others. And also people are out to take vengeance. And today the gospel of Jesus Christ is reduced to, in some places, to healing and deliverance, miracles, prosperity, dancing in worship, preaching and teaching, some great things about motivation, prophecies, hypergrace, etc., etc. Today, uh, there's so much that is spread. But the main thing about the gospel of Jesus Christ is not all these. These are all part of it. The main thing is transformation of our lives. A formation of character, formation of Christian character, the godly character, the biblical character that God has intended for you and me. When I read the Gospels of Matthew, chapter 4, talks about the ministry of Jesus. And before the ministry of Jesus started, the first thing he did was his disconnect or his resistance to the power of evil. He put Satan in its place. And then in the same chapter, go down from verse 23, we find how he was preaching and teaching the kingdom of God, the message of the kingdom of God. And then a little bit, and there was healings and deliverance and casting out demons. Those are important also, but the main thing is Christian character. And then from chapter 5 to chapter 7, in Matthew's gospel, it is talking about the Christian living, you know, the, the Beatitudes, how a Christian should live. What is living as a kingdom person? And the aim of the gospel is to form Christ in us, in every area of our life, not even a single area. God wants to leave without touching and transforming and changing us, to be transformed into Christ-likeness. And the title for this morning's message is Beware of Malice. I'm sure it's a word that we may not have heard very often in our regular conversation with people but in the Bible we read this word called malice 
and malice it's a desire to harm someone harboring ill will in the heart with a wrongful intention to harm someone or to do some evil to someone and also malice is an intention or desire to do evil outrightly it is the desire to inflict injury to someone's life or feeling to harm someone or to induce some or to put suffering on someone else in this world in tamil it says thimai in telugu durudesham malayalam dustata kannada durudesha and in hindi devesh you find that these are the words that why i'm saying all these different meanings so you, we will be able to understand in our own uh, language we are different people from different languages and on march 4th 19 i'm sorry 1865 abraham lincoln the former president of the united states in his second inaugural address gave a speech and towards then because just before that there was a civil war between the southern states and the northern state you know there was a civil war the southerners want slavery the northerners did not they want to abolish so there was a huge war and then finally the northerners won the southerners surrendered and then he reaches out he saying in his speech in the last word with malice towards none and love towards all that's how he ends you know it became a famous phrase with love towards everyone and malice towards none i reach out so let's come together to build this nation and in the life of king david when we read he was an amazing character he was a person i'm sure that every one of us will admire desire and uh, the most celebrated old testament character michael angelo had sculpted 17 feet high statue of david and there are around 30 statues all around the world about king david or of king david and the reason is you are such a famous person and jesus is referred to as the son of david you know what an honor to be jesus to be referred as the son of david and also a city is named after david it's called as the city of david city of david both jerusalem and bethlehem they call it as city of david bethlehem david was born and jerusalem he reigned as a king so both the places are called as the city of david not only that he was a shepherd boy and to become the king and a city to be named after that imagine one of us you know the city is named after one of us you know here you find a city is named maybe most of you don't like that anyway now he is also holds a very special place in the heart of god god loved him god said he is a person out of my own heart god had such a passion for him and not only that david loved god and he had a passion for god some of his psalms tell us intense desire that david exhibited in his praise and worship and prayers to god and he loved god's presence so much and he loved god's word you read some of the psalms uh, you know you, it was amazing the way you where he gave importance to god's word and he was had a zeal for god he was very zealous for god he was a worshipper i'm sure all of us know that how he worshiped god he was not bothered what others would say as a king he was dancing on the streets as they brought the ark of god into the 
temple into the city of god so you find that he was a worship and he was an anointed musician when he was playing music we find that the evil spirit inside a saul left so he was a very anointed musician and he was always thankful to god you know every small thing he was thankful to god when he wanted when uh, when he wanted to build a temple for god god sent a prophet nathan and said no you're not going to build the temple your son will build a temple but for you i will build a house and you read that conversation he goes inside his house he sits before that's what the bible he sits before the lord and he tells god lord who am i that you should do this to me that you will build me a house i want to thank you and he thanks god and he was a sweet psalmist of israel and he wrote nearly 73 psalms in the bible 73 thumbs uh, psalms are ascribed to him and he was also a brave young man he was so brave that he could find against fight against a lion and a bear with bare hands and rescue the sheep from its mouth and bring it back i'm sure it happened at least twice because lion and a bear two times or even more we don't know but he was a brave man and he was willing to take risk for his sheep for his people for his country and he was also very responsible in the way he handled his responsibility taking care when his father called him go and meet your brothers he left and he went to meet his brothers and he found, we find that he was responsible and not only that as a young man he was able to defeat goliath okay he was so brave we sang that song you know beautiful uh, name of jesus and he said i'm coming in the name of the lord of israel lord god of israel and he defeated goliath and uh, he led in all the battle or uh, uh, 99% of the battles he led from the front you know he was not a person who sat behind and said okay give, giving instruct he led from the front and not only that he trusted god and he sought god's will even for battle strategies when we were in israel the guide he was a believer and he was telling us one of the success of our mission in the battle against the surrounding arab nation is because we follow the biblical idea of battle the the biblical plan of battle we most of the time strategy uh, strategize around that and do the battle that's what he said he said i was ex army man so he was able to tell us about what is happening in the army and uh, we find that he received the strategies from god you read the bible when he was attacking the philistines sometimes god said okay go directly something no go don't go wait god gave him strategies and he received it so he was having such a good uh, wisdom from god to do the battle he defeated the philistines and all the surrounding nations you know he and uh, he put brought all of them down to their knees and you know something during his time there was so much of war but during the sun's time not even a single nation raised their hand against solomon or israel because he as a single man had you know with the strength of god he has defeated all the armies that was the nature of david and the bible tells us in second samuel chapter 7 and verse 9 if you have your bibles can you please open and read that scripture please it's a marvelous scripture second samuel chapter 7 and verse 9 and this is what god says i have been with you wherever you went and i've cut off all your enemies from before you God is telling Samuel uh, to David David I had been with you wherever you went and I have cut off all your enemies from before you 
that's the word and he was an humble man he acknowledges mistakes and accepted his weakness and not only that he gave a word to jonathan his friend and he kept the word he gave a word to jonathan and he kept the word to jonathan he was a true friend and he was gracious to saul saul always sought to destroy him king saul but he was gracious to saul and not only to saul even after his death he was gracious to the house of saul he was trying to look out who are the people from the house of saul and he wants to help them and when a man brought the news that he had killed saul he could not bear it he killed him in return because even though saul was looking to kill david david could not bear the news that somebody killed saul that was his heart he respected god's servants he had a very tender heart and broke down and wept like a child when he heard of Saul and Jonathan's death when the father and son died Saul and Jonathan died he couldn't bear you know he was lamenting he wrote a dirge he wrote a song and he was singing you know lamenting crying and not only that later when Absalom his son died and Abner the army uh, general died of the northern army he couldn't bear he broke down he had such a tender heart and he was also very gracious and generous he was large hearted you know he went for the battle uh, after defeating the amalekites you read that in first samuel chapter 30 verses 21 to 25 i want to read to you it's quite interesting first samuel chapter 30 verses 21 to 25 if you have your bibles can you please turn and i advise all of us to bring bibles you know the uh, not to have your mobiles have your bibles it will help you when you when you read in your home when david came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to follow him from the book of besor they came out to meet him and the troops with him as david approached the men he greeted them but all the wicked and worthless men among those who had gone with david said because they did not go with us we will not share with them the plunder we recovered except for each man's wife and children they may take them and go but david said my brothers you must not do this with what the lord has given us he has protected us delivered into our hands the raiders who came against us who will listen to your proposal the share of the one who went to battle will match the share of the one who stayed with the supplies they will share share alike and so it has been from that day forward david established this law as an ordinance for israel to this very day he was so generous large hearted he was gracious he said no the people who went with battle for me with me and those who took care of the supplies both will receive the same share and he waited for god's timing he never pushed himself to become the king even though he became a king of the two tribes of judah he waited seven and a half years to become the king of the whole israel whole nation he never pushed himself and he was a very charismatic leader and uh, he had his subjects dedicated to him and willing to risk their lives amazing to read that in second samuel chapter 23 verses 15 to 17 something very interesting is written about uh, this instant david longed for water second samuel 23 verse 15 onwards david longed for water and said oh that someone would get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of bethlehem so the three next row so the three mighty men broke through the philistine camp 
drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem and brought it back to David but he refused to drink it instead he poured it to the Lord and saying far be it from me o Lord to do this is this not the blood of the men who risked their lives so he refused to drink it such were the exploits of three mighty men he talks about the three mighty men they were willing to risk their life just asking for a glass of water from bethlehem it is filled with the philistines surrounded by philistines and three of his men break through the ranks get the water come out to give it to david what a, a dedication he could get from his people because he was a really a charismatic leader amazing to read about the uh, life of david but also we should not forget that he also had some glaring sins in his life i'm sure the first thing that everything comes to our mind is the lust that overtook him and uh, the way he looked at bathsheba when she was having a bath and the adultery he committed with her second samuel chapter 11 verse 1 the bible says in the spring at the time when kings go off to war david sent joab out with the king's men and the whole israel army they destroyed the ammonites and besieged raba instead of david leading here in this battle he sits behind and that leads him into a sin note the name joab okay please it's very important joab he sent joab out uh, with the king's men to with the whole army of israel and raymond uh, david remained in jerusalem and uh, david committed adultery david committed a sin now then he goes on to do something worst he is trying to cover his sin by how he is trying to get uriah from the battle and gives him a good treat and says go today and sleep with your wife he wants to escape in because he has heard that she is pregnant he wants to put the blame on uriah and saying you are the father of this child but uriah was more committed than david towards his nation he refuses to go and sleep with his wife and david hatches another plan and to eliminate uriah so that he can marry bathsheba and here you find that david was not only come not only committed adultery he was lazy he not only committed adultery he was also very mean he was deceitful he was trying to work things out to cover his evil and his sin and he plots to uh, marry sheba uh, bathsheba and uh, you find that he murders uriah he tells his army commander job put this guy right in the front of the battle and when the battle is fierce let him face it and he let him die and he dies very pathetic very sad think of it can you and i think that david is someone different no in david you and i can find each one of us mean deceitful lustful scheming david did that and let's not uh, forget that david was having such quality lifestyle which i mentioned earlier and the bible says in second samuel chapter 11 verse 27 the thing that david had done displeased the lord the god who said he is a man of my own heart Yeah the bible says god was very displeased with what david did david was david was a noble 
leader, no doubt. But he harbored deceit. He was very mean. He abused his power. And he was scheming. But thank God, he repented of all these sins. When God caught him after one year, if you read the story, God did not allow him to uh, did not come and tell him that you sinned against me immediately he allowed him for nearly one year and only after that he sends his prophet and tell to tell david that he is a man who has to face it but more than all this the pathetic thing is the way he became malicious towards the end of his life towards the end of his life he became malicious he could forgive Saul and did not harm him even when he had opportunity to kill him. He did not do anything to him. He goes even to kill the person who brought the news that they had killed Saul. However, there was one man, David, did not forgive and he was even malicious towards him at the end of his life. David could not forgive one particular person he harbored that hate, that bitterness and finally he ends up with malicious words. There were two, three brothers, Abishai, Joab and Ashel. If you read that in 1st Chronicles chapter 2 verse 16, you read and all three of them were nephews of David. They were David's nephews. And in fact, Job was the army commander and he was so helpful for David, helpful to David. And David survived many times because of Job. Job did all the work for David. Anything, Job. And David was very protected because of Job's life. And Job was David's nephew. And also his military commander. And few examples I'll give you of Job. Jerusalem was occupied by the Jebusites. And you find that he goes in, Job goes in to defeat. He says, who goes and takes the city will be my army commander. Job leads a group of people and captures uh, the Jebusites and Jerusalem and hands it on a platter to David and says, David, this is yours. And he becomes David's army commander. And in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 26 to 28, uh, the Bible tells us that Job fought against uh, Rabbah of the Ammonites and defeated him. And then he sends a word to David. David, he says, David, please come and take over this place. Please come and take over this place. Otherwise, I will take over and they will, call, they will, uh, they will make me to take over and they will call the city after my name. I don't want. I want you to come and take over. Such was his faithfulness to David. And not only that, Job did the dirty work for David. When he wanted to eliminate Uriah after his sin with Bathsheba, the person who did the dirty work was Job. Job was so committed. You are the king and you are telling me I'll do this dirty job. I'll get the best done, i get the worst done. That was his commitment. And not only that, Job speaks to David to put sense into him. Maybe they grew up together. They were, uh, they were nephew, his uncle. David was uncle and these three brothers were cousins. I'm uh, sorry, nephews. And Job was one among them. Maybe they were not too old, you know, in age. 
there is not much of difference and david could uh, job could speak to david and put some sense to him at least two times and once when they defeated absalom and he sends a news to david your son who rebelled against you we have eliminated him david instead of you know joyfully accepting the, of course as a father he could not he 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 broke down but he could not on the other side look at the people who had won the victory for him so job sends a word and say what you are doing is foolish your people had given life to protect your life and you are crying for a boy whom you who who rebelled against you your son who rebelled against you kill you and you want to protect you wanted to support him and you want to cry for him not appreciating what the other people have done david immediately realizes what mistake and then he begins to uh, thank those people and we also find that another time when the census david had a mind he was proud he said i must take census of my army and who talks to him sense job tells him job uh, job tells him david don't do that it's not right but he is not willing to listen he is not willing to listen but these things did not infuriate or you know make david to be malicious against job and uh, there's something else that made david to be malicious against job second samuel chapter 3 it tells the story of job and abner now let me give you a little uh, history because too many names will come you may get confused 10 tribes of the northern kingdom two tribes of judah uh, judah and the other uh, nation they were supported the house of judah supported david and after before they were united together the sauls people abner led sauls army and after sauls death they were fighting against david david was the king of of uh, judah but it so happened that abner and uh, david meet together for a peace talk and david accepts the peace talk and sends abner in peace okay abner go even though he was belonging to the opposite army there was a peace treaty he wants to send him at peace but job did not like it job kills abner with a sword abner with a sword and uh, abner dies and job is very uh, david is very upset and second thing that happened was was david gave instructions to job and the other army people said you do anything don't touch absalom in that war bring him alive don't kill him in spite of david giving that clear instructions job goes and kills his son that also upset david and the third one he killed was job kills amasa another commander of israel and uh, david was very upset very hurt he could not bear what has happened to the three people and david kept took that to heart and i'm sure these three killings brought a deep wound in david's heart my dear brother my dear sister we all have to be very careful in this world where we live there will be always people to hurt us to harm us to destroy us that's the world we are living in but how we have to respond is very very important and david even though he had such noble character and such noble deeds to his name 
when it came to these three people when they were dead he could not bear and you know what he tells in first samuel chapter 2 1 to 6 very painful can you read it please we have the bible please open it first kings chapter 2 verses 1 to 6 not long before david died he told solomon my son i will soon die as everyone must but i want you to be strong and brave do what the lord your god commands and follow his teachings obey everything written in the law of moses then you will be always successful faithful faithful and always faithfully obey the lord if you do he will keep the solemn promise he made to me that someone from your family will always be the king of israel he was giving a very godly advice and i'm sure all of us will appreciate that but look at verse 5 onwards to what low he goes solomon don't forget what job did to me by killing abner son of ner and amasa son of jether he doesn't mention about absalom the two commanders of israel's army he killed them as if they were his enemies in a war but he did it when there was no war he is guilty and now it's up to you to punish him in the way you think best whatever you do don't let him die peacefully in his old age what a mean malicious heart a man of the god's own heart can have i'm sure that most of us who built high things about david will feel low this is not meant to bring a disgrace to david or his memory i'm sure he was the son of uh, the father or the forefather of jesus and jesus called son of david i'm sure god would have dealt with him before he died that's why still he was in the uh, he was called as one of god's uh, uh, precious person but here a great leader a man who could preach wonderful things from 1 to 4 verse 4 four verses great verse great preaching great teaching from verse 5 onwards words of malicious intent you do whatever you do you do what is best for but i want you to do one thing don't spare that fellow in peace let him be take care and does this sound familiar i'm sure we face that in our lives and sometimes sadly it's in our own heart malicious intent we don't have that desire the longing the the heart to see that others are happy there are times when people have hurt us pained us put us down i'm not saying talking about forgiveness and i'm talking about reconciliation i'm not talking about that i'm talking about the malicious intent the 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 thing that we have in our heart the the hate that we have that we wanted to see that the other person getting destroyed david's unresolved hate made him to be malicious and vengeful there are few things that can really make us malicious one is hate the other one is jealousy you're jealous of someone you don't want the other person to prosper we have seen that and we want to be 
dirty with them and uh, the next one is we can be racist we can be racist think that me my language my area my uh, my uh, caste or casteist if language caste color area is going to dominate our hearts thinking that we are superior i'll tell you we will definitely have the malicious intent i was reading some time ago uh, on psychology and uh, in on in one of the pages they mentioned that when you read a news and when you look at the surname okay surname of a person or the or whatever state that person belongs to and if you read that giving importance to that then you're a racist you understand what i'm saying a sportsman he wins a sports lady wins i read it i quickly check is he a tamilian is she a tamilian it means i am absolutely racist you understand these are all coming from qualified people who have done research never think it's happening somewhere in some other country where the shooting is getting done or somewhere some part of india it can happen in our own heart we can be malicious david had such noble character in him such amazing qualities but towards the end of his life he couldn't bear that he couldn't bear job a man who did the best for david throughout his life he never he could have job could have toppled david killed david and become the king job never did it he did all the dirty work for david he went after all david's enemy as if it's his own enemy he risked his life even fighting against the jebusites and getting that jerusalem into david's hand but when it comes to one person he couldn't sometimes we humans have this weakness and if you and i are not able to overcome this i'm sure we will inflict harm on them i was reading a story uh, a video i'm sure you can uh, go into that video and see for children's video it uh, talks about two crows you know husband and wife sitting on the nest very sad very nice video and um, all broken eggs the female lays the eggs and they're not able to hatch it and they were hiding what's happening to our eggs when we go to get the food and come the eggs are broken so they were hiding and sing and they saw one snake coming on the tree and breaking the eggs and eating the eggs and going away this happened many times then finally they found out it's the snake and then they went to find where the snake is going and the snake went and went into its hole and both of them were wondering what they said okay we will go to the old fox and ask a remedy so they go to the fox and tell the fox fox this is what is happening uncle fox every time we lay the eggs the snake comes eats several times it has happened we are not able to have our children and the fox gives them an idea and this uh, crow sits on the near the banks of a lake and there the queen comes or the princess comes to have bath she takes out a pearl necklace and leaves it on the stone there and she's entering into that water she's having a bath the 
crow goes picks up the necklace and goes and drops into a uh, flies and this um, uh, lady begins to shout oh my necklace oh my necklace and the soldiers who came to guard her they they say the crow is taking so they chase the crow i'm sorry the the crow is taking they chase the crow and as they chase the crow crow the crow goes and drops it into the hole of the snake and the soldiers immediately begin to pound that uh, snake hole and wanting to take out the necklace the snake comes out and with one shot they slice the snake's neck and after that the crows were able to have children and family now you know what was the moral it was so funny it's written for children imagine you know what was the moral wickedness can be won over only by conspiracy wickedness can be won over only by conspiracy and who is learning all that children and we parents tell our children you watch something i can cook you watch something let me sleep and this is what our children are learning i'm just going out of the track but i want to tell you this is what the world is how wickedness can be overcome by conspiracy and you and i have to be really very careful about the old foxes or little foxes in our lives and some instigators instigators against others even the family in the ministry in the friend circle they have an ulterior motive they come and put poison in mind and that poison grows and it will not only harm the other person but it will harm your peace also harm my peace and friends do it to break relationships caste feelings groupisms and offices churches ministries families and you know what happened after david told solomon first king chapter 2 verse 28 to 46 when you read the bible says i don't have time to go through the whole thing solomon orders to kill job and job is killed job is killed and you know where he was killed in the temple he was killed in the temple solomon orders his soldiers go finish him off they come and tell he is inside the temple he is refusing to come out they don't want to kill inside the temple but you know what solomon said no just finish him off that's all and bring the news they kill him there a malicious intent malicious words destroys someone who stood with him with his father and is it worth to destroy our relationship with god by having this malicious intent in our heart to destroy others he was mean i want to repeat again david was a great king but not perfect please note that he was a great king but he was not perfect he was mean malicious and he told his son to do what he could not do but praise and thank god bible is not just the story of doom you and i have jesus the king of kings who stands as a perfect example for you and me david is not a perfect example we can pick out good things from david and into our leadership into our into our ministry into our life into our families but not all 
but day but jesus stands as a perfect king he forgave all on the cross he said father forgive them for they know not what they do he gave himself to the world entire world of whatever race or caste or subcaste people may think they belong to he said no i'm going to give for everyone the whole world and we should allow the gospel to touch that part of our heart last week we heard a beautiful sermon of how the gospel should go into the fourth level of soil transform us and may god help you and me did for that malicious intent he is not going to help jesus knows what is what what it is to face malicious harm the pharisees the sadducees the scribes the chief priest attacked jesus with lies and with malicious intent and jesus knows what it is to suffer and last week when i was reading the bible romans 9:1 touched my heart we always talk about conscience and here paul is saying conscience bearing witness in the holy spirit not my conscience bearing witness to my action my conscience bearing witness in the holy spirit there is a divine element that can really touch our conscience and god is inviting you and me colossians chapter 3 if you read paul writes beautifully he says set your mind on things above slay the things of the flesh strip your life of malice and all types of other human thing and then clothe yourself in godliness set your mind read galatians galatians colossians chapter 3 later later and meditate on it he said set your mind i had preached once before set your mind on things above and then he says slay the fleshly desires through the power of the holy spirit and then he says strip your life of all the human fallen nature and then clothe yourself with good things and exodus 23:5 in the old testament very interesting instruction god gives moses to give it to the people of israel exodus 23:5 if you have your bibles you can read it if you see the donkey of one of the one who hates you fallen under its load do not leave it there you must help him with it bible is very clear when your enemy's donkey not your friend's donkey enemy's donkey is under a load and is falling down don't see and go away instead go help your enemy's donkey help him to come help the donkey to come out that's the heart of god and god is calling you and me how can we handle malice in our hearts 
as you and i are fighting this evil in our hearts as we meditate on the life of jesus on the cross it'll really help us the more you find your life going towards malicious intent harming others ask god lord this is not what you want me to have this is not going to be part of my life help me i tell you it is a challenge but it is possible he will change us because the gospel i said is life transforming the goal of the gospel is life transforming then handle the root of malice with the help of the holy spirit what what do i mean the root of malice i told you four things one is hate jealousy casteist or racist if any of these things are causing you to be malicious towards someone handle the root of it handle the root of it and take that to god and say lord i am racist lord i am casteist i am jealous i hate this person for what they've done through your cross help me and forgiveness is a choice is to is to is to take a choice to forgive i'm not please don't get me wrong i'm not talking about forgiveness and reconciliation that's not the point of my message the point of my message is not to be malicious you understand not to wish harm for others who does harm for us not to rejoice when our enemy is falling and check constantly why you do what you do why you think what you think you and i have to constantly think constantly evaluate what i do why i do it what i think why i think so and see the motive behind it and ask god to set that area right i want to tell you gospel is there to change us to go deep into the fourth soil to bear 30 60 and 100 fold the gospel of jesus christ is willing to help us holy spirit is there to help us maybe come to god and say lord let me never wish malice towards anyone never wish harm destruction of anyone in life help me to be careful i'm sure god would help us because that comes from god the love comes from god he sees the whole universe he wants even the worst person to come to him and may god help you and me let's look to god in prayer